0: It's still Henry here. Radio legend. That's right. And you are watching and listening to Johnny Bean TV. Because I love it. And there's not a lot I love. So that was nice and antisocial.
1: Hey, what's up? Right. What?
0: Now that's a box of walnuts, right? That's not really anybody applauding. You're just shaking a box of a box of walnuts or something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Right, I, I had another. I had another window open, so it was like echo, kind of like. Yes, dude.
0: <laughs> there isn't. A, there's not a technical problem yet that I haven't encountered. You know. <laughs> so, you know, uh, especially doing what I do, man. I have got echo. I've got phone echo. I've got. I've got a new one now, man. When I do a character voice on the phone. I hear the character voice over the phone, but I also hear it on mic. So what am I doing? Am I not dropping the mic enough? Is it bleeding through? I don't know, but that's that's only within the last month I'm getting that. So It's like feedback? It's not feedback even feedback. Or, or... And it's like it's like, like it's like I'm doing a character voice on the phone. And yes. so my mic pot, I've got all the way down, I think. Mm-hmm. Only I can hear the character voice on my phone. I can also hear it on the mic. So what's that? That's either I'm not pulling the mic pot all the way down Or there's some bleed. In other words, the the the, right shorted out or something. Yeah, and and when you're doing something really stylized, or when you're doing really stylized production and stuff, every little tiny thing that goes wrong sounds like just doo doo, you know. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And when you're running your own studio, as you do and as I do, you know, you're 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 like. It's like the old days of race car drivers. The car would break down. The driver would get out and get under the car and fix it and get back in and keep racing. <laughs> That's kind of what we do now. You know, we're doing the show and, uh-oh, stop. <laughs> this, this, no.
1: Yeah. And you can you can never predict. Something will always go wrong. Yeah. So you just have to be ready. You the just worst have to be ready. All, all the time. Exactly. Yeah. All the time. But hey, everybody. Johnny Bean here. This is Johnny Bean TV. Phil Hendry is here. And, and and this is very this is very big, man. This is very big because uh, I, I I drop your name here and there on my shows. Um,
0: well, thanks, Johnny.
1: But I mean, the reason I even started doing this
0: stuff was because of you. And well, you listen to, because you're listening to my radio show, or because I was doing it? Be, on...
1: Because I was I would listen to your radio show, and then um, I would watch your your backstage pass. I'd watch the video feeds of well, you sitting out. there. Pulling your hair out, going crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. My pre-show. And it yeah. was great. It was great <laughs> stuff. Great. <laughs> I, I got well, people tell me that, man. They'll go, the best part of your feed is the pre-show where you're not on the show. You're just ripping, you know, you're screaming at some kind of problem. And people are going, that's the greatest part, man. I love that. Yeah. Walking, watching I, your angst. You know. Yeah. Well, I, I remember, I'm not- Johnny, I remember you from... I know you listen to my show, and when social media first came on, it was MySpace. That's where you and I first had contact on bloody yep. MySpace, man. Remember how long ago that was? Yeah. I think MySpace list lasted about two years, and then Facebook came along and just blew it right away. You know, just like yeah, MySpace yep. didn't exist. Yep. Tom, and, Tom, and MySpace just went. <laughs> and that was the end? Yeah. There it is. MySpace. Later, MySpace yeah.
1: Yeah, well, you know, at some point it'll come back, and and it'll be space. it'll it'll be yep. amazing, but you know, probably not. <laughs> um, but hey, everybody, let's 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 uh, what do I normally do here. It's it's Friday, it's August nineteenth, twenty twenty two. It's eight oh eight PM Eastern, five oh eight Pacific. Out here, we're in California, yeah, Santa that's the, Cruz.
0: That's the setting sun coming in from my western window on my face. Doesn't look too bad, does it? Looks I good. mean, there's nothing you can do about my face, but the, <laughs> the damn done, you know. Looks good. good. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah.
1: Looks good. Looks good, man. So we're live on Facebook. Hello, Facebook people. We're live on YouTube. And here on YouTube, we have channel members. And the top tier of channel members are the executive producers. And they are Stephen Franklin, Michael Smith, Music Therapy Lazz, Majestic PB and Jake Cat. Mike Neese, nice, False Flag, Sherman Callahan, Thomas Santiago, John Moronic, R. Habs, Michael B., David Allen Wright, and Warlag. Cool. That's the top tier of channel members here on Johnny Bean TV here on YouTube.
0: And so they're their executive producers then? Yes. That's bitching. Okay. So. It's a good reward, so, man. Yeah. 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 YouTube. I, something I never thought of. It's like, hey, not a, you're a top listener. You're now... You're part owner of the company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All time yeah. Phil Henry listener, you now have a piece of our business. <laughs> <laughs> hey.
1: Mega Todd. Look at this. Oh, yeah. You see these lights behind me? Mm-hmm. They change. They change with donations towards the show. Oh, far towards, out. Okay. Towards these shows. It's it's we're, we're high tech. We're high tech here. Patreon? So Mega Todd megatod yeah it's not patreon but but it's like um it's like youtube's own version of like uh, well channel membership i guess well you know all that stuff megatod is saying coffee on me thanks for the great guest megatod you're welcome man we're moving on up it's been years and years of just struggling and embarrassment but now with with phil Hendry here it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's pushing
0: you over the top, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, hey, I'm happy to be here. You know, I'm proud, proud to be here. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, it should have been sooner, man. As long as I've known you, you know, you should have had me that's, on sooner, but that's okay. I won't, I'm not going to dwell yeah. on that. I'm not going to get yeah.
1: It's a whole new beginning here at Johnny Bean TV, and, and Phil Hendry is, is a part of that.
0: So last yeah time, last time you and i talked was in santa barbara we we're having dinner yes. i forget the name of the place but it's a damn good mexican restaurant remember that place yeah yeah and you were yeah. down south with uh rafita mm-hmm. the cats were hanging down in santa barbara so we just had some uh some dinner i, I don't remember much about that night that's that probably good <laughs> you know <laughs> Oh,
1: it was great. That, that, that restaurant was awesome. I'm What's sure. If
0: I, I wish I could remember the name of that place. It was fantastic. It was up north of the beach, someplace. I don't know where.
1: I remember you went live on Facebook. It was, it was before TikTok. It was the, the ones that vanish. Maybe it was the Twitter one.
0: What oh, was the Twitter Periscope. Periscope. It was
1: peri- you did a live Periscope. This, I, just I, I just
0: I think I just spit celery all over this. I, <laughs> uh, I just went, Periscope. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Um, yeah, remember Periscope? That just came and that went. It just, it somebody went, yeah, somebody said, Why don't we just make it Twitter and it doesn't have to be Periscope because it was all tied in anyway, you know,
1: yeah. So, we're actually we're live on Twitter right now, oh, and cool. technically, technically, it's not Periscope, but it still kind of is. It's weird.
0: Oh, what do you mean? Like they're still using very strange. The
1: like, like the app is still there, and like you can kind of use it, but it's not. They phased it out, but they're still using it for some reason. I don't know why. But but using this is called Streamyard. The, this this this, is, programmer this, is, cool here. Yeah, this is we're good. using here.
0: This is is this YouTube's. Is this YouTube streaming, video streaming? No,
1: no, it's, it's, it's own, it's called StreamYard. It's its own thing, but you can multi-stream to YouTube, to Facebook, to Twitter, uh, Twitch. Um, uh, and then you can embed like, like to any website or, or, uh, actually I do an Amazon show as well and I can actually go live
0: to Amazon, to the app through through this. An Amazon show. Yeah. Where is And that's on Amazon streaming thing. Yes. Can yeah. I do that? Can I do that? Sure. Is it on Amazon TV? I'm kidding, but you know, <laughs> <that'd be> cool. <laughs> Let's just check out Amazon prime and see Johnny bean tonight. Yeah. Oh, f- that's out of sight. One, I gotta, of, one of these days.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's, there's so much stuff now and I'm a lot of this and, stuff, man. And uh, off air, once we're done here, we, we can, we can talk and, and, um, because, uh, yeah, a lot of people. Uh, well, let me let me just say, welcome everybody. Phil Hendry is here. Um, now let, let's let's go back. Let's go back to to my beginning first.
0: Uh, we'll my wife. You. Let's talk about let, you, Johnny. You
1: know, yeah. My wife is the one that Rafita. She's the one that discovered you. She discovered you first. She heard you driving in the car. I think it was Bobby Bobby Dooley or something. And it was just it was crazy. And she tells me. She's like, man, there's this show on the radio. It's very strange. You got to check this out. She knows, my, she, knows, she knows my sense of humor. Where so was that? I start- was
0: that in L.A. Or, is, or up north?
1: Uh, That was in, we, we lived in, in Crockett, California. This was 2003.
0: Where's Crockett? I never heard of that. Northern California?
1: Crockett is northern. It's, oh, okay. Crockett is right above Richmond, which is right above Berkeley.
0: I wonder what station yes. that was, man. Cause I don't think, oh, we were on in San Francisco. It might have been San Francisco station. It was
1: KNEW.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: KNEW. Well, and thank so, you. thank you. So we only lived there for a little bit. But after that, we moved to the Berkeley Hills. And that's where, where really, we really got into it. And I was listening to you every day. I'd have you blast into the house every night from seven to 10, <laughs> you know, KNEW. And then from there, you know, you, you. I think you started doing. Uh, you started doing the streaming thing, with with the with the camera in, in your in your studio. Yeah, we did that shortly, shortly after that.
0: that. Well, we were still doing the radio show. Or shortly, uh... after... my national show, my radio show went from the good radio show because I've been in radio since 1973. But when I got <laughs> when it actually was a good thing to listen to, was from 1990 until around 2006, so about 16 years of this show. Can I explain to people, if maybe they don't know, a lot of people don't know? What I did did was I talked as a host, and then I talked as a guest on the phone. So I'd be like, Bobby Dooley's with us today. Bobby, how are you? I'm good, Phil. Thank you very much for having me. And um, so, What is the problem? A lot of people are keeping their Christmas lights up too long, especially a lot of the, forgive me, but a lot of our Jewish residents, the blue lights are not making it. Well, let's take some phone calls now, and real people would call thinking that she was a real woman, and they would be yes. like, who's who this woman that you have on? I'm Jewish. I'll keep those blue lights. You have to understand, sir, that the holiday season is mostly for Christians. Okay. she do that, and she would go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And these people that called, we screened very carefully to make sure that they were people who really thought that these were real characters. I did have about 40 different characters, and real people called. and uh, Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah you know but one of the things in, I lost you, Johnny, are you still there? yeah, I'm still here Okay. well no it's I'd rather look at me, but anyway, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, I, you're not on that's a good thing Johnny no i'm I'm kidding it um, <laughs> but uh and it was fun, it was novel. It took a lot of work um, and people listened. Uh, the time spent listening, which is a huge statistic in radio, was enormous. We had a long test, yeah. well, which advertisers love that. Um, but you did do a lot of setup, okay? So the comedy didn't really get rolling until the first phone calls started coming in from unsuspecting people. And so, you know, these were things that you had to work with. And uh, But basically, it was a satire of talk radio. And I, I, I never really liked talk radio. I still don't. And the reason is, is that I never was really f- very intelligent sounding to me. So that's what we did. We would create these. One of the bits we did. Well, Johnny, what's a favorite bit of yours? And I'll try and recreate it.
1: Probably the, the number one bit that I, I just uh, uh, it was called surprise. It was oh. Eric Hester mm-hmm. where 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 he and actually I know him now. The actual dude. Yeah. Like there, I is actually, though, Hester, yeah. there is a real one. Um, it was called surprise where, where, uh, what, what was the,
0: I think it was something like, you know, your dead child is brought back a really tasteless, something like that. it was like a
1: a camera, you would like bring the parents in and like your, your kid's dead, but then surprise, no, they're not
0: Surprise, They're not. Yeah. That was, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and 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 of course we'd have we'd try to make the premise as realistic as possible That's the whole point of this. so how what how would a guy really trying to sell a show like that how would he sound? <laughs> what is the show? Phil, this is a show that at first blush probably doesn't sound all that tasteful, but let me tell you something. this is something that reinforces the family bond. We tell parents, now hold on, we tell parents that their children their child has died but then within the next five minutes, we say, surprise, we're only kidding. Here's the kid, you know. And so to me, the greatest comedy is comedy that walks that line of reality. And so we'd have this line of reality. Naturally, callers would call who weren't familiar with the show and say, this is the mm-hmm. most sadistic, the most rut. Sir, If you listen to what the kid comes out? He's alive. I know he's alive. You said he was alive. But, you know, and, and, and it just was funny to hear the reaction of people getting con like that. And people would say, well, it's not fair that you do that to people. And I would counter with, they called me. It ain't like candid camera, man. In other words, we weren't throwing a banana peel out on the sidewalk, waiting for somebody to slip on it. We were saying, here's a banana peel. You want to walk on top of it or not? And we're basically inviting people to call us, which was unique. We weren't jerky boys. We weren't making out calls. We weren't candid camera. We aren't standing there getting unsuspecting people. We got people to call us. So that's why I thought the show was unique in that way. And, um, you know, but it was a lot of work, bro. <laughs> it was a lot of work, you know, doing yeah. doing these characters and coming up with these. And some weekends, some some nights were easier than others. Some nights, like, the, just would, would something that happened in my life, we could bring to the show. You know, like, um, I don't know, man. A lot of stuff that my stepkids would do, uh, we'd bring that to the show. In fact, I had a character. Yes. It was Justin McElroy, and um, he talked like this, you know. So what's up, Justin? Um, one of the things I think as young people that we we kind of resent, Mr. Henry, is our mothers and our mother's friends who come into the house sometimes and they're not really all that attractive, but they sort of try to hit on you. you're You're telling me that your mother's friends come onto you, not not in the most outrageous ways, but they think because they think they're hot and they're not. They're really vile looking. And you know, so then we'd ratchet it up from there. <laughs> and yeah, you know, what what woman should be hitting on a 16-year-old boy? None. But by the same token, they don't like being insulted saying that their asses are too big. So mm-hmm. that that made for a very interesting uh, but that was like um listening to my kids up and flecked at the end of every sentence is what created Justin McElroy. And you know, that if you mm-hmm. listen to young people, they you know, I like listening to the show and it's pretty good and um, you know, and that kind of thing. So yeah. Wherever the inspiration came from, you know, we'd do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and you you would hear that. You, you would yeah. hear that. Um, oh, Rafita, she's here. She's handing me notes. Huh? Raj Phaneen. <laughs> she's going to
0: start. Oh, Raj Phaneen,
1: yes. Raj Phaneen, the Big Mac.
0: Yes, the Big Mac. Big uh, Mac. Uh, this this, uh, this is an area that is now sort of something I'm reworking because there is, and I think it's a legitimate, I think it's a legitimate complaint. There's an area of criticism in comedy, that says that um, the continual characterization of minority characters by white performers is uh, could possibly be perceived as racist. <clears throat> I wouldn't go that far, but I would say that I backed off doing uh, ethnic characters. But Raj was one of them. He was from outside mm-hmm. of Egypt. And, uh, you know, uh, Phil, uh, you like, do you listen to our show? I listen to your show every day. I love to listen to Phil Henry, you know, but um, uh, the thing I think is wrong is uh, Americans. And this addiction to fast food you know and fast food yes they have this uh, big mac and they uh, taught he had a son named todd that only spoke arabic you know even though he was born in america yeah. todd, uh, todd says uh, big mac makes americans look like filthy pig i i don't mean to be offensive mr henry well you're being very offensive saying filthy pig but the pig you know american pig i love america don't get me wrong but the fat pig with a carls jr i don't know man you know and of
1: we're, course
0: we're, it was tough not to laugh while you're doing the bit so
1: were they the ones that would sing too because there was the blues remember the blues song
0: was, uh, that, was that raj
1: ronin and his son
0: i don't know was that them i don't remember dude i you know it's you I i know people tell me about shows that i i honestly don't remember doing yeah and, but at the end of a show i would get off the air and I'd get home. My wife had asked, what'd you do tonight? I said, I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> what'd you get did. here? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know yeah, I, I know I got in a car and drove home, but I can't remember what we did. You know? <laughs> it was just all just like, bam, 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 churning, turning, turning, and You're improvising yeah. all of it and yep. you're, um, and you're writing it as you go. You know, it's, it's not, people think, oh, it's total stream of consciousness, right? No, that's not it at all. What it is is you have bullet points of where you want to jump from. You're going from this point to this point to this point to this point. But what you do between those bullet points is the improv. So you're you're working your way to the next point. You're working your way to the next point. And that's that's the fun of improv, you know, where you mm-hmm. uh where Raj, you know, is, and 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 the and the fun of doing a Raj Fanine is going from good evening, Phil, to Americans with their fast food. They make me sick to my stomach, you know, and then getting from that to the first caller who says, you know, I was just driving along and I heard this gentleman on your show talking about Americans. Do you understand the money that we give in foreign aid? I'm not talking about foreign aid, sir. I'm talking about what you look like when you stick it in. You know, I can't. <laughs> I had a guy call me one time. And, and the other thing that's interesting, Johnny, is, is um, callers will call. And they'll try to manipulate the content emotionally. Yeah. We were doing something about, I don't know, some, some bit. And a guy called up and he said, do you know that my daughter, and I, and I I didn't, you don't mean to be offensive, but when someone is purposely trying to manipulate the emotional content of your show, you see it coming and you deal with it right away. And this guy says, my daughter was killed last night by a violent rapist. Is this guy telling me the truth? Is he not? I don't know, but we the character answered saying, "Was she a piece of ass?" I'm sorry that you know. And right away, oh, how dare you! Well, how dare he call up and and drop that in the middle of my show? You know, he didn't yeah. have, to. and yeah. uh, he didn't. They, have they to. try to
1: take. They try to take over.
0: They try to take over the emotional flow of the show, and you you can't mm-hmm. let him do it. So, um, that also was kind of a point of of I thought a great point of of satire on the show. You know, but but the whole thing was. You do your show for your listeners. Mm-hmm. Callers are not listeners. Talk show callers represent less than 2% of your audience. They are active, participates on the stage with you. They're performers, whether they like it or not. And so I'm doing my show for all of my listeners who rarely ever even contact you. Most people that love and enjoy your show let you know it by patronizing your advertisers or buying a subscription to your website. They don't write you fan mail. I, I like people who do, but that's, they're not the majority. The majority of people are just out there living their lives. And um, the active listener, the caller, is not the listener. So, you know, I, I would always say I do my show first for my audience. I do it second for me. I do it third for my employers, you know. And then way, way down the list, man, are the are they, are talk show callers. Because uh, that's how it's got to be you know, and don't you understand? I'm the listener. I, Oh, we don't care, ma'am. Drive your car off a cliff. Now we'll do a, a whole world of, you know, these are, the little, these are the little things you learn along the way, you know? So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and, um, man,
0: uh, yeah. Rafita,
1: <laughs> she's, she's laughing in there. She...
0: Yeah, it's Rafita. yeah, She probably remembers that show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dude, I would play you. I would play your, your bits in the car. I mean, I mean, I, I would be get, We'd be trying to go to sleep at night. I'd be giggling, yeah. listening with the headphones with the yeah. iPod. You know, I had um, a bit that I did
0: once. I actually we uh, they replayed it one night, and I stayed and I listened to it in the car. It was Ted Bell, who's a restaurant owner of ours, and he's a const- he's yes. a yeah, like a sponsor. Ted Bell's with us. Ted, how are you, Phil? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for uh, you know five years of sponsoring the Phil Henry Show. Ted's in Beverly Hills Great Steakhouse. And, and we want to thank you, Ted, for donating your Lakers seats uh, for two disadvantaged children. I Yeah, I did. And uh, I wanted to and tell your audience that we, at Ted's of Beverly Hills, we love the disadvantaged children. We try to do everything we can for them. Um, they, I have to pull back on these tickets, though. Why is that? I didn't know that these were kids that had cancer. And there's nothing. God bless those children. But they're bald. Okay. And I can't have that. My seats are right next to Nicholson's. You understand? What about it? I got two bald kids eating bologna out of the package. I can't have it, Phil. You know. And okay. <laughs> to me, that was one of the funniest bits we ever did, you know. Because people get, mm-hmm. you know what, kids with cancer I can't, I can't do it, lady. Because what we're doing is we're we're basically satirizing Ted's um entitled viewpoint, you know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these people donate to charity. Because they want to have their own asses inflated and look good, you know? Yeah. Um, and they want to be... And they want to use that as a promotional thing. So when you tell them, thank you for donating your seats to cancer kids who, yes, have uh, had chemotherapy and they have no hair. What? They have no hair. And they're going to be in my seats. Yeah. Do you understand? You know what a jumbotron is, don't you? Yeah. That goes out all over the world, man. <laughs> and you've got bald kids in my seats? Oh
1: yeah and people hear this and they're like what that
0: what the heck did you, say, did you say people are hairless no no um, <laughs> they do and 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 um and they say who is this asshole ted bell and that's exactly the effect that we want to have yeah who is he yeah you know and, and how dare he ted so, bell. So,
1: so, so and you you probably don't even remember this but you actually you did a bit when when you were doing the radio show back in the day where you actually you 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 used my name and you're like Johnny Bean, he plays guitar at at the Ted's of Walnut Creek. He yeah, said there was well, a Walnut I, Creek location, and then oh, I was playing so guitar down
0: there. I hope you I hope you still have that clip, dude.
1: Yeah. I would yeah. I would clip all that stuff. Because yeah, you guys that don't yeah, you guys watching this Phil, he he would drop my name like all the
0: time. All the time. Well, years ago. Ted Bell at one point did expand to Walnut Creek. I think I think we had a Ted's in Beverly Hills in Honolulu. Which was mm-hmm. my favorite, you know, and then there was a Ted's of Beverly Hills in Miami, and there was a Ted's of Beverly Hills in DC. But Ted pulled out after the DC sniper things; like he didn't want to he <laughs> was best. No, I, I I can't play. I don't play that. Okay, I'm not going to get shot at while I'm trying to. They're not going to shoot at you, Ted. Oh, okay. Well, why don't you go ahead and open the place up? Yeah, yeah. yeah Ted's of Miami. We even had shirts, but. Uh, yeah. I, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad you got Tens of now Walnut Creek has an improv, doesn't it? Im, improv. Uh,
1: maybe they did.
0: Yeah. Cause I know I went out to Walnut Creek one night with my friends, Don and Pam and we saw Nora Dunn. I'm pretty sure it was a, it was a comedy. It was an improv. When was this? This was back, back around 2000, or 99, something like that. But they used to live out in the East Bay and I would go and visit them. And we, we drove into Walnut Creek one night and we saw Nora Dunn on stage at an, I think it was improv in hmm. Walnut Creek. I don't know, maybe it was like Berkeley and I just didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't.
1: could know. have been Berkeley or it could have been, uh, a friend of mine actually works at, a, at an improv place. Um,
0: what town is that? Some Like in Hayward or somewhere. In the East Bay, right? East Bay. Yeah. I yeah. know there's one out there. I know there's one out there. Yeah. So that's how that came into my my little whirlwind of thinking. That mm-hmm. hey, you know, There's the Teds of Beverly Hills and Walnut Creek. Yeah. And Johnny Bean holding forth every Friday night, eight until whenever. <laughs> 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 Playing that nice, nice, strummy Joe Pass stuff, man. Ding, 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 ding. You know? Yeah. Stuff you can eat steak to. <laughs> Yeah. Man. So who are your your favorite guitar player let me guess. Oh, I know. Eddie Van Halen. No. Anyway. <laughs> um, who else besides Eddie Van Halen?
1: Uh uh Andy Summers. Andy Summers. That's right.
0: That's right. From the
1: from the Police. Um that's right, Uh Andy. Andy Taylor, Andy Taylor from Duran
0: Duran. Duran Duran. Actually. Uh just so many I heard a I heard a police, um, what is it called, man? Cover band. I heard them, speaking mm-hmm. of Berkeley, I heard them in Berkeley one night. Man, these cats were great. They sounded exactly like the police, especially the dude, the lead singer, sounded like Sting. I, I know him,
1: man. Yeah, his his, you know his, name is, his his name is Brooks. Brooks Lundy. The band was called Stung.
0: Are they still? Well, now, that was a long time ago when I saw those guys. They must not be together anymore.
1: They might. Well,
0: they've been together for like, 20 something years they were great they were great they were at a club in berkeley just down from the campus or whatever whatever that street is and uh uh they were really good but the reason why i bring that up is i remember that band and their drummer sound you know the guy that i love in the police was their is their drummer copeland you know that guy was really inventive you know and these dudes that guy whoever they had on drums in that band sounded better than copeland did you know (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding i'm kidding
1: yeah oh man i almost called yeah.
0: him his father's name stewart and i almost called him miles and i had to stop myself miles is his dad and his brother right
1: my miles uh is his brother who was the father miles copeland
0: the cia uh the right CIA, i'm not that?
1: sure i'm not sure what the what the dad's name was but the, right. yeah it was the, the brother had had irs records yeah and and their father Okay. Uh, worked for the CIA, I guess. And and they traveled he traveled around the
0: world with, yeah, with Stu when they were kids. Well, and he wrote books. My father read books by uh Stuart and Miles Copeland's father, he read at least one of his books because I saw it in my dad's library. Next thing I know oh, wow. kid is playing drums in the police. It's a weird world, you know. It's just yeah. It's a wacky Yeah. World. <laughs> yeah. So well, all right, so Andy Summers, Andy Taylor, um, Eddie Van Halen, and then there ain't anybody else. Uh, everybody else sucks. Uh,
1: Tom Morello, Tom Morello, Rage Against the Machine.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, you know them. Yeah, I do. He's another one. What about the old school guys, man? Um, I know that you're a good deal younger than me, but do you do do you still do you like listen to Hendrix or do you listen to um, Bloomfield? Sure, Mike Bloomfield? sure. Um, yeah. Okay, well yeah. that's Okay, yeah. moving on to our next subject.
1: The, <laughs> uh, I think I'm blurry actually.
0: I'm I'm are. trying to stay away from this, this glare that I've got coming at me from both sides of the room. I've got the glare <laughs> here. I've got one coming in from the uh, from the navy base over here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, well,
1: it's a cool effect. It it's is cool,
0: if I'm the radio legend that everyone some people make me out to be, then I should have sort of a just
1: <laughs>
0: hello. I'm, I'm not Phil Hendry. That's just the stage name that I've chosen. My name is Orvac, O V O C, Orvac. But I put an R in there. Yeah. Um, I'm nothing special, but I do glow at night. It's stuff like that.
1: <laughs> huh? I'm getting more notes. Art Bell. Huh? Something about Art Bell? Oh, Um, Art
0: Bell. Well, Art Bell. Yes, we did the Art Bell thing. That's the one area of our show, and I'm very happy that people request Art Bell, because Art Bell has nothing to do with fooling phone callers. It has nothing to do with doing a character voice to make callers. It's a standalone bit. And the reason why uh, people like it is, number one, I I can do an Art Bell impression. God rest his soul. (laughs) And Art was yes. a great guy. I met Art at a couple of R&R conventions. I met him at Marina Del Rey. Um, uh, Art's a, Art was a big guy. I don't know if you know. I'm six feet tall. Art's about six, too. He would, like, tower over me a little bit. Wow. And uh, this is Art Bell. This is the CBC, you know, and, and all of those, that cadence. Art Bell had a kind of a David Brinkley cadence. It was, And um, tonight, we're going to talk about the Y2K Chili Maker, that can take your bowel movement and turn it into edible chili right after this. <laughs> you know, it's just weird, you know, weird stuff like that. And, you know, and we're outside of uh, Area 52. And General Johnson Jameson's with General. Yes, Art, we're here at Area 52. And this is where it all happens. Exactly. Now, last year, as you recall, General Jameson and I awoke, both of us with wine on our breath and our pants down around our ankles. And I'm not going to deny what could have happened, but I don't remember. That's right. We're going to get the aliens, but you know, this kind of shit. People, people dug on that, you know, and, um, Oh, we get requests, we get requests. and I don't do art bell requests now because he's, he's passed on. And I think that it just ain't cool. Man. Yeah. I don't want to do yeah. it. It's not with us anymore, but, uh, they, they're all there on our website, philhenryshow.com.
1: That's right. Yeah, That's right. Philhenryshow.com. We actually have the link right here. I mean, I'm sure everybody already knew. But just in case they didn't.
0: Yeah, you can go to our website. We've got like 50,000 hours of archived radio and our digital show, which we commenced back in 2013. And we did do Art Bell for a period until art passed on. Uh, And and all it was was simply, you know, Dancing Queen. And then, and good evening and welcome. This is the art. This is, uh, you know, whatever, whatever you call it, Coast to Coast Overnight. Coast to Coast. Uh, Coast to Coast Overnight. And tonight... We'll have with us a man who's invented something called goblin juice. Isn't that right? Uh, that's correct, Art. And what is goblin juice? It can, you, you are invisible when you drink it. This is an invisibility juice. And let me tell you something, folks, you're not going to hear this anywhere else than here on Coast to Coast overnight. Dancing Queen, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like goblin juice. Yeah, this is goblin. And I've been working on it. And you work on this where? In my kitchen. And I and I, I know you can see me, but I'm pretty sure I'm invisible to everyone else. <laughs> all right. You know, whatever, man. <laughs> the thing about Art Bell that I think needs to be said is that Art Bell gave dignity to all those people. He, In other words, it used to be when I was coming up in radio and you had a guy that believed in UFOs, it was a great opportunity to make fun of him. Or if mm-hmm. you, you had a cat that believed in extra-dimensional creatures, it was a great opportunity to make fun of him. Art... Did something completely different. He was the first guy to come along and say, Okay, tell me about it. Tell me about the aliens. Tell me about the extra dimensional creature. Tell me about Bigfoot. I want to hear. I want to, you know, I, I may believe in it. You know, I may, I'll go there with you. And that was brilliant. That was brilliant. Because the minute that he lent credulity to that, and it's in the middle of the night, and he's out in the high desert, and he sounds all, you know, art just, it, was beautiful, man. And Art is like one of the few radio personalities that I, and I I have to say one of the few personalities that I respect because of his uniqueness, you know, that his show was completely unique. He did something else that nobody ever did up to that point. Art was the first guy I ever heard, and he did it successfully to open an hour with a commercial. You don't do that, man. You open up with your A material and then you hit your first break (laughs) 15 minutes after. Not Art. like, and this is the Art Bell Show. No, you can get the crap maker, chili But You know, what the fuck? Dude. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's the first guy I ever heard who opened up an hour with a commercial. And that was unheard of. You always waited for your first break, which was generally 13, 14 minutes later. The other thing that Art did that you never did until he did it, and he did it successfully, and I think it's because of the time of night and the material, he did 45-minute phone calls with guys. You know, every, any program director in the world would have told you up to that point, what? You know, get off the t- you know, five minutes tops, maybe 10. But Art would just be, uh-huh. Well, go ahead, tell me. And so the other thing, Art, that happened, and you're lost in this world of weird where the dude on the phone is talking, <laughs> and these were... Now, you're saying these were liquid creatures? They were liquid creatures. <laughs> they were liquid creatures, and they lived in my toaster. Uh-huh. <laughs> and... And this would go on for 45 minutes and you could do yeah. that, be glued to it. You know? <laughs> so, so it takes cats like Art Bell to show you to break these molds, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I worked at the same company with Art. I worked at Premiere Radio. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I know all, a lot of backstory on what went down with Art, you know. And uh, it, was, it was like any other show that was popular. You're dealing with all kinds of shit. You know, all kinds of backstage shit. Um, But that guy was a unique talent. And that's what I I give him major points for that. You know, originality is everything for me. You know. Yes. As I sit here. Thanks a lot, Johnny, for having me on. (laughs) I still got 45 minutes of some dude going. And then what happened was the. Man, came, he had rabbit-sized ears. Why are you laughing? I, I just I couldn't imagine. Well, <laughs> you think it's these? I'm not talking about the Easter Bunny now, am I? You
1: know? <laughs> yeah, we would we would listen to him. Oh. We would listen to, um, I guess George Norrie was. I guess was after him. George,
0: <laughs> yeah, good man. Good um, man. George, the show, I mean, it's, George it's still great. At, by the way, George showed up at the Christmas party with Playboy bunnies. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, George, yeah, George. Anyway, yeah, George and I are the overnight show. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So yeah, back uh, when when I I think I think I I was we were probably listening to to coast to coast and Art Bell first, and then once we discovered you, we would yeah. hear your your take on yeah. on 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 Art Bell, and then and then when when you would listen to his show later, you know you would just think about you
0: yeah yeah and yeah. about what you were doing. And I, I came up with a character, General Johnson Jameson, because I couldn't remember yeah. the name of the dude that Art had on. Who was that guy's name? It was um, <laughs> Richard Richard C. Hoagland? Was that it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: yeah. Maybe that's it. Yeah. So
0: I just came up with Johnson, and, and I saw Art at the uh, R&R thing. He goes, Johnson Jameson, huh? <laughs> you know. <laughs> but um, what, what happened was... National overnight radio had not been exploited really fully until Larry King came along, man. It's probably before your time because you mm-hmm. can't really know Larry King as a TV cat, a TV host. Yeah Larry King was on the radio man, and he was on midnight to six out of DC. and he had that beautiful low voice. and it was late night. Larry King yeah, and uh, we're talking to uh, Duke uh, Duke Beldeva. How you doing, Duke? I'm great, Larry. Okay, so and it was politics. And it was issue oriented, but there was something about the pacing of the show and Larry's very rich voice that made it just a hit. It was a smash hit. And that was mm-hmm. the first. Now, people are going to tell you locally in New York, there was Long John Neville. Out in L.A., we had Ray Bream. There was Wolfman Jack. A lot of people don't know that Wolfman Jack was an overnight show, man. And the other mm-hmm. thing about Wolfman Jack is Wolfman Jack was not a top 40 show. Wolfman Jack didn't play the Supremes. Wolfman Jack played real, gritty r and Wolfman Jack was playing Howlin' Wolf. Wolfman Jack was playing, you know, uh, Lightning Hopkins. Um, his show, I think the greatness of Wolfman Jack was not just the character itself was so bloody unique and wonderful. The music was great, you know. It wasn't anything you're going to hear on Top 40 Radio. And that was all overnight. That was where you could get away with that stuff. And so along comes, finally, somebody figured out how to, how to exploit it for a large amount of money nationally. And it was Larry King on Mutual, you know? And, hmm. then, I got, and then I got my job at CNN, Johnny, and I kissed that radio stuff goodbye. You're only a <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, Henry could have that radio world. It was me, Norm Pattis, Beverly Hills. Yeah, so, <laughs> I'm trying to stay away from this freaking radioactive glare here, man, because uh, <laughs> look at that, Jesus. Are you at
1: a table? Is, is actually,
0: that a-, it's a, a bar stool? I've set my mm-hmm. laptop up. Uh, my laptop up on a bar stool. So, cool. The laptops yeah. are out about here. That's how high up your ass would be if you were sitting on this bar stool.
1: <laughs> hmm. <laughs>
0: yeah. Man. Um, yeah, I got a million a little- stories, man. I got a million stories. What time I know. Because I got to get lost here in a couple. of minutes. I'm kidding around. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> what is it? Five? Oh, it's five forty-five. I can hang till like uh, another fifteen minutes. Is that cool? Sure. Yeah, that's good. I love you, Johnny. I'm happy to be here, but you know, there's only so much <laughs> I can take. No, sorry, that's, <laughs> I like it. Um, I like talking shop with you, man, because you are a, not just a performer in terms of podcast, but you're a musician. You know. Yeah. And yes. Uh, how are you with jazz, man? Do you dig jazz at all? Do you listen to jazz? I do. I do. I, I listen. Yeah. Have you heard this dude on saxophone, Chad LB? Do you know who I'm talking about? No. This guy is great. He is great. I just saw cu- him. he's current? Yes. Current player? He's, he's probably young, younger than you. Uh, he is current. He plays uh, tenor sax. No, no, not tenor. He plays a soprano. He plays a, uh, a a tenor sax, yeah. Soprano sax is the Kenny G sax, right? I don't know. You know, Kenny Kenny G has that sax that looks like a clarinet.
1: Yeah, I think that's yeah, like real small.
0: That's like a tenor sax, if I'm not mistaken. But this guy is great, great sound, great tone. He's got a great little quartet with him, and uh, um, and and the reason why I ask you, man, is I, I I posted something on my Facebook page, "Return to Forever" with Chick Corea. Stanley Clark on bass and a guy named Bill Summers on electric guitar. The first time I ever heard an electric guitar in a jazz band was, and I mean electric as in rock electric guitar being used as a jazz instrument was a guy named Larry you Do you know that name? You should get to know yeah. the name Larry Coryell. He's a legend in jazz. And he was the first guy to bring like fuzz tone and all that stuff to jazz guitar. And he does it in the middle of um, Memphis Underground. It was a long Herbie band track. Larry Coriel, check him out. Sounds familiar, sounds familiar. What are you doing? You're sending me a note? No, no. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) says it's it's not working, be quiet.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, actually I've got my own stickers now. Oh, out of sight. um, But yeah, no, I I use it to to unblur because okay. you know, you got the sun going down
0: and different lights, it's jacked up. We have to be we got to be in more in control of our environment here. I have a nice big, beautiful blank wall right here in front of me. why I'm not using it. I don't know. <laughs> it's a nice big, beautiful blank avocado green wall that I could be sitting in front of. but no, I've gotta just. yeah, thanks, Johnny. It's great being here as the skin is being burned off the left side of my head. Thanks, Phil. You're welcome. <laughs> um
1: oh, um but yeah yeah i i love jazz music i
0: i love uh i mean i i listen to everything who's that other guy who plays um uh is it john who does the Mahavishnu orchestra john mclaughlin john mclaughlin do you listen to him at all these are all jazz players who brought the electric guitar and i don't mean electric charlie christian played an electric guitar when he played with benny goodman and West Montgomery played an electric electric guitar, but I'm talking about a rock style uh, fuzz tone wah wah mm-hmm. pedal, but applying it to um, the jazz sensibility, etc. And the, the guys like Larry mm-hmm. Coryell and uh, John McLaughlin, and uh, God damn it, I now I now I can't think of any. Some people might even say Mike Bloomfield, people like that. But um, and you've never heard them, right? God will not permit this to happen.
1: (laughs) I've heard them. I've heard them. I mean, I've never bought their albums. but but Bill Summers, another
0: great great guitar player um, on that little clip. Um, Jazz is nuts, though, isn't it? Jazz is like really – people think jazz is just a lot of improvisation. No, it ain't. It's a whole lot of – A whole lot of structure happening there in it
1: yeah yeah a lot a lot of it is actually written out and then but they'll go and improvise i'll do it improvise for 30 minutes in the middle of it yeah a lot
0: of it and then back we go yeah 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 so what other notes is rafita passing you wrap it up (laughs) wrap it up
1: (laughs) she's giving me like character names and stuff oh um man yeah, for those of you just tuning in, Phil Hendry here. Ah. He's 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 got uh uh.
0: I dropped my glasses, it's all right.
1: Oh. Um how many voices? How many voices do, do you do? How many characters I do mean, up to 40 characters? I can
0: I can start out, you know, the, my favorite character to talk about is Margaret Gray, because this is a high chest voice. Mm-hmm. And this character is based on my mother, as is Bobby Dooley, who's a little bit more breathy. A lot more sociopathic. Margaret is emotional. Margaret will beat your ass. And I, forgive me, Johnny, but I'm a woman, but I won't take any stuff from any man. And if any man talks down to me or thinks he's going to get away with some crude remark, I'll bury this uh, in places that you can't (laughs) even, you haven't even thought of. You know, so Margaret is a hard ass. And um, this voice came to me one day as I was doing my show in Ventura. I hadn't even gotten out of small market radio yet. And a guy had called, and he was probably from a local Navy base, and he was saying, Mr. Henry, I I enjoy your program so very much. Thank you for taking my call. Well, thanks a lot, sir. You're, you're, You're welcome. And it just, the inspiration came to me. Let's go to Margaret. Hello, Margaret. Hi, Phil. I was just listening to the man before I came on. My God, he was quite devastating, wasn't he? Do you have his phone number? You know, my heart was just racing. And uh, so Margaret was born that day, and um, it's called a high chest voice. Falsetto is this. It's Mickey Mouse. This is falsetto. And most guys, starting with Monty Python, do female voices up here. You know, Monty Python, they do the grandmother voice like this, see? But to do a realistic female voice, you have to take your chest voice and, and cram it way up there without going into falsetto. So it has to be like... Johnny, I think your show is wonderful. It really is a wonderful, wonderful show. And I think you can do better than Phil Hendry as a guest. This is, you know, what I'm trying to <laughs> impart. And so Margaret was one. Another character I did was uh, Steve Bozell. He came off of the uh, Raj Fennin. Raj Fanine is this voice here, right? It's his back of the throat. And Raj Faneen gave birth to a, a character by the name of Steve Warnell, who talked like this. And this sounded a little too cartoony to me, so I took him up to here. And this guy became Steve Bozell, much more realistic, a construction contractor who has self-esteem issues. Uh, you could go a lot of places with a character. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, then we had a guy, back when I could really do a high chest voice, we had a character by the name of R.C. Collins, and he was 16 years old, and he had only one testicle on a of cancer. But that doesn't mean I'm someone's bitch, okay? I'm nobody's punk. And another thing? You know, me and, and Chris Sorensen are going to be sacrificing animals in the railroad tunnel out here in Chatsworth. Then you'll see, you know. So this kid was based on every little punk. You probably encountered it too, Johnny. In your neighborhood, there was always the kid that was eight or nine that wanted to hang out with the older guys. What are you guys doing today? Oh, why don't you get lost? Yeah, why don't you get why don't you get me lost, okay? Wait, wait till I tell my mom what you guys are doing because I can see. Oh, you know what? You're such a punk try me go ahead try me you know these these kids that could take no for an answer you know yeah beat your ass if you don't get out of here okay i'm waiting i'm waiting to see it hercules you know (laughs) so that was that was that was RC. but i used to be able to do a rocky the squirrel voice with him way up there man like yeah mr henry you'll see when we come when my generation is able to run America. We won't have the adults to bother. We'll go into the desert and form our own. <laughs> you know, we'll go into the desert, Mister Henry, and form our own cults in our own club. And the girls will give birth to our children, and they'll be our women. You know, just really unexpected <laughs> shit like that. And then RC, and then I, then I, you know, then you begin to branch out with characters like, uh, you know. This was really an early character of mine, Dr. Jim Sadler. And uh, this came from a doctor by the name of Dr. Howard. My name is Dr. Howard Powell. Hello, are you Dr. Howard Powell or Powell? Dr. Howard Powell. Well, I can't tell, doctor. It sounds like I lost part of my tongue. He lost part of his tongue in a lion taming accident. (laughs) It was French kissing a lion. And it didn't work out, man. And then we have a guy, I heard this voice on KFI uh, radio in Los Angeles, the Baltimore accent. Now, uh, one of my, I'd like to consider him to be a good friend, <clears throat> is Derek Waters. is the executive director, or executive producer on Drunk History. Derek comes from Baltimore. He's from Baltimore, man. And mm-hmm. I, I talked to his mom not too long ago at a <clears throat> barbecue, and she has that Baltimore accent. You know the Baltimore accent I'm talking about. People from Baltimore call it Baltimore for starters. They don't call it Baltimore. And so I heard this voice on a radio and I immediately, I said, I got to do that voice. And I turned, he became Jay Santos, Citizens Officer Police. Because the dude that I was listening to was real just, yeah, let me tell you something right now. Uh, We're not going to take this stuff from these politicians. This guy thought he was really laying it down and he sounded like a complete ass, you know. (laughs) This dude thought he was really laying the shit down. He's, You know, yeah, I'll tell you something about these liberals. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, stop talking. Hang the phone up go so we created jay Santos of the citizens auxiliary police and we're out there saving lives mr henry well you are huh huh? but like how like how like we go out look if i see someone walking down the street a young punk and he's got like a skateboard under his arm it's, it's likely he's doing something bad so you just hassle him huh we don't hassle him we'll pull him over and say what's going on you know they usually flip us off and we just keep going and sometimes we'll see these teenage girls, they got the little bags that they got at the grocery at the at the at the at the shopping mall. What do you think they have in the bag? I don't know. Bathing suit, underwear, stuff that's inappropriate. I mean, the guy really pushed it, you know. <laughs> would, and that's when we really got calls from pissed off parents, like, if you go through my daughter's shopping bag, buddy, you better run. Okay, sir. You know, I, yeah. do, we have to do a three-step takedown on you. What's a three-step takedown? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know? i was just listening to one i've got i've got like days and days of your shows on my on my ipod oh great um because back in the day um after your show it would download the next day like mm-hmm. on your computer and and um i was listening to one and it, it was it was jay santos and it was something about office parties and and um oh yeah how the women are going to be dancing. They're going to be getting drunk and dancing and, and Jay Santos is going to be stopping the parties and people are calling in saying, you, you know, you're not going to be walking into my party.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. 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 I remember all of that shit. All that shit. We had another character named Art Griego and Art Griego was based on a character I did in Miami named Steve Nickel, who was our program director. Bless his heart. Mm -hmm. It was a great sport. We used to just, you know, lampoon him. And I'm Steve Nickel, program director at WMD. When I got to LA, I changed it into Art Griego. and I'm a commercial pilot. I'm a retired commercial pilot, and uh, I fly. I vector out of. he used use a lot of bullshit like terms. <laughs> I vector <laughs> out of Santa Monica. What does that mean? You know, I vector out of Santa Monica, <laughs> Bill, and uh, uh, the thing that. Uh, uh, what? When did you start flying? I started flying about 20 years ago, and uh, commercially as well as a. Uh, the thing of it is, is we really don't know what makes an airplane fly? That's what makes it fun. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? What, I'm, what am I talking about? I'll say it again if you want. <laughs> you know, I don't stutter, man. We don't know how a plane, we know how to make it go fast and it goes in the air. We know that. We don't know what's keeping it up. But well, then how could you possibly fly? It's the challenge for me of flying this thing and not knowing how it's being done. You know? And he would make this blanket statement like nope, no pilot knows, every pilot that's up there is scared to death. You didn't know that? What do you, no, I didn't know that. I thought that a lot of guys enjoy flying. There's no pilot that enjoys flying. Some pilot, some pilots like the challenge, but every pilot that flies is scared to death. <laughs> <laughs> and so obviously that's a trigger. And the reason why I brought that up is there are callers and there are audience members that are surefire. Uh, uh, it's a surefire mine, you know, a gold mine. Mm-hmm. The immigration issue always got phone callers. Pilots, pilots, man, they jump all over those phone calls when you're talking about flying. Man, they know their stuff. Pilot and what they're talking about flying? Bam, they're on the phone. Parents and children. So we would we knew where these sort of um, organic um, visceral places were. And we would hit them. Especially if we were having a hard time prepping a show for the night. Let's do something on pilots because we know these guys are going to call and flip out because we just got done saying that pilots don't know how airplanes fly and you know. <laughs> and, the thing, it's like, and the other thing that you hate as a pilot, you hate geese. You hate these flocks of geese. I'm sure you understand. Well, they can they, they can get into the they get into the turbine. They'll get into the and uh, as a private pilot, especially when you're flying a prop job, Phil. There's some things you can do. I keep believe it or not. I keep a, a, a cricket bat and. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it's like, he's keeping a cricket bat. What for? What for? Because when they these geese get close, I hang that bat out the window, and I'll go ahead. I'll I'll take two or three of them out with it. You know. So this <laughs> is like, he's going to war against geese with a cricket bat. You know. And and so Art was another early character that we did. You know. And and um, God, I just you know, I can't. I can, if I keep thinking, I'll think of a bunch of them. You know.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, our friend Symmetry here. Thank you, man, for the donation. He's saying any Canadians in your arsenal?
0: Um, now we have, a, we have a man named Ward Hornacek. And I want to talk to you, Phil, here about uh, hockey. If you're uh, not again, where do you call every night? Well, I'm calling again tonight because they're, the Stanley Cup playoffs are on. Or don't you know anything about that? And you try to get the aboot. I don't want to do the aboot too strong because then it sounds like a caricature, although it, that's what it is, you know. The Stanley Cup playoffs. And uh, what time's it on? About uh, eight, nine. But I heard you. And I, one of the things, that one of the characters that I have is uh, Dr. Jim Sadler, who I lift. I do a lot of weightlifting. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> I can hang my arm out the window of the driver's side, and I have such a bulked up arm. I have such a bulked up arm that it scares other drivers. They don't mess with me because they know I, that I lift. So then Ward, and and this guy Sadler, just because you have a well muscled arm hanging out the window, you think that's going to scare me? <laughs> so that's kind. Of, that's kind of one Canadian that we do. That was a bit, right?
1: That was a bit. That was. A, yeah. that was on, I remember hearing that one. And that, he would be outside lifting in his
0: in his, uh, in his speedo in his I, speedo. I, I and you like to go outside and lift lift weights. I'm sure you think you're turning the women on, you know? <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I'll never forget when we were on in Canada, we were on uh, WF. What was it was a WF. What, what station we were on in Canada, CFAN, C-F-A-N. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got a call from Northern Ontario, man. Now in America, we've got hillbillies. You know, we get a call from a guy like this. Okay. And, Johnny, I love your show. I never miss it. Uh, but the problem is we have, our Internet's down because it, when it rains too hard, it exposes the fiber optics, and the we've got uh, wildlife that will gnaw through it, that kind of shit. Well, in Canada, this is what they have. My mother told me that half a loaf was better than no loaf at all. Okay? So I don't complain. And you swear to God, you're talking to somebody in Ireland. But that's rural Ontario and and, and Newfoundland. These cats have got like Irish accents. So <laughs> I mess around with that sometimes. Where are you from? Are you from Ireland? No, I'm not from Ireland. Never been to Ireland. I wouldn't go to Ireland on a bet, on a dare. <laughs> I'm a Canadian, huh? I'm from Canada. Um, That kind of shit. My family is originally from Canada. Yes. My parents had no accent at all. No accent at all. Now, I don't know what that was about. Maybe I didn't hear it. But you'd think if I grew up hearing a Canadian accent, it would rub off on me wouldn't it? you would have it yeah my father and my mother had no canadian accent my cousins do when i talk to my cousins on the phone or i go to canada they they've got a very clear canadian accent my uncle all of them my folks came down from canada to the states and uh, maybe they lost it after a while by the time i got to be old enough to understand what was being said to me they didn't have it anymore or something but it was mm-hmm. not there you know so mm-hmm that's our Canadian Roots. This is Canadian Roots tonight with Ward Hornersek, And tonight we're going to talk about hockey. Okay, now how does that played? How is it played? It's a round, they hit the thing. Oh, forget it. If I've got to explain this sport one more time, well, <laughs> I like the fights. You like the fights. Sure, you, you, you'd you say that, wouldn't you? We're not proud of the fights in hockey, but let me tell you what. You can give as good as you get. You know, this kind of shit.
1: So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was listening to one of your shows uh, the other day, but it was from years ago. And hey, Sheila, welcome. Sheila Bridges is here. She's loving both of us out of sight. Yeah, on Facebook. Thank you. Sheila. Welcome. Um, yeah, she. Well, Sheila, she discovered. I think she. It sounds weird. She discovered me because of you, but uh-huh. she, she. But she loved my dog Howie. Yeah, Howie, and my Howie. dog. My dog Howie was—he was like an internet sensation for years. That's mm-hmm. the reason why I even have like all this, all the the riches and everything that I have is because of him, you know. But uh, no, because I started my YouTube channel because of my dog and and all his. Uh, my early videos are all him.
0: All of Howie, I know. Yeah, but yeah. that's hey, how do she. Was. When I, do you remember when I had the Phil Henry look-alike contest and you, and you entered Howie? It was it was me yep. with a ski cap. So you had Howie's picture there with a ski cap on. Yeah, I, th- I think he won. He I think did. We, we we gave him the win. Yeah,
1: he did. I I've got the CD. It's He's it's a sweet, it's, a sweet, it's one sweet of the best of. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Hey,
1: B O T L. Thank you. How about the Milwaukee Lions?
0: Oh, the Milwaukee Lions was a a thing that I did. I got a hold of a uh, Madden two thousand six. PC game. They don't make them anymore. Madden doesn't make a PC game. They, they only make it for uh, Xbox or whatever is, it's happening. But at that time, a PC game. so I was able to create an entire league of teams and I gave them goofy names like the, the Tampa Hicks and the uh, they had a bunch of weird names. And the Milwaukee Lions, I don't know, I called them that for some reason. <clears throat> and I thought, well, what the hell? Since as long as I've created this league, why don't I create an actual league play and I will be the play by play guy of one of the teams. So, like, you're following this league through the eyes and the ears of the way you would any sport, the local team's color, co- you know, commentary. So, basically, I uh, came up with this guy as, a, as sort of a Chicago son of guy named Jack Guy Gagder. And another guy is uh, Brett Morrison. Brett, how are you doing? I'm, I'm real good, you know. He sounded like a kind of a low key dumbass former quarterback guy. And, uh, there was a kid in the booth named Touch Gerber. He was the son of the owner, Edna Gerber, and he was constantly bugging them and they'd throw him out of the booth. What would I tell you, Touch, about bothering me? Yeah, well, you can't do anything because my mom owns the team. Yeah. <laughs> okay, just throw him out again. It goes touch. Yeah, right on a 50-yard line, you know. In the middle of all this stuff, we actually played a real game. I set it on coach mode. And we mm-hmm. put up offenses and defenses for like I think 10 <laughs> teams. And we did like two seasons, two seasons worth of games including the bud dickman bowl which was the championship it was a bitch of a, t- a thing man it was a lot of fun but it was too much work dude to do one game it was like five hours of editing and <clears throat> and, and, and you ball.
1: would do this on the air
0: no i didn't do it live i did it i i would i would tape it all because people would say to me why don't you go to twitch with this man i'd say i don't know how there's stuff i'm doing that i don't think i could do on twitch for instance i had to stop and I would do instant replay. Well, you have to stop the game to do instant replay, you know. And
1: mm-hmm. sometimes
0: I didn't I, I didn't make out the name or the number of the players, so I'd have to stop and back it up and shit like that. I, I probably could have done it on Twitch. But I think Twitch is mostly for active players, isn't it? It's not for people sitting in coach mode going, and welcome after today, folks, to the Hillbilly Football Conference. <laughs> today, it's a game between the – I don't know what the teams were that we had, The New York Pets, not the Mets, not the Jets, the Pets the pets and yeah i don't know and um (laughs) stupid names like that you know the the portland logs because they were in the pacific northwest so um (laughs) that was that was a lot of fun but it was it was too much work so yeah yeah
1: there's still time to get into twitch though man twitch is awesome
0: so what's the you know okay so but that's for people that are actually actively playing the game right Uh
1: well, I mean, people think of Twitch as being like mostly a gamer play. I mean, I'll admit I play I play GTA over there every night, Grand Theft Auto. Okay. So I am over there doing crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Um are you doing
0: along with it, man? Are you playing and going high? Okay. I'm
1: actually sitting here in front of a green screen. You I'm I'm on the screen and I'm actually talking, actually with with friends that are actually in the chat here tonight. And we actually talk while we play the game and we play as teams and Okay. And it's, it's cool. But yeah, there's all kinds of other content you can do over there besides um, playing the game. I mean, yep. you you can, you can probably actually figure out, figure it out and do uh, do that stuff over there.
0: Now the reason why I'm looking at this clock is I have a girlfriend back East and we hang out together because Jackie's moving to California, but she's moving her house. Mm-hmm. And, and the only time we have is um, <clears throat> in the evening, we do FaceTime and we watch a movie together and, Get drunk together, and that makes for an interesting time. Just oh yeah, you think I'm an asshole, huh? God damn it, I can't. You know, <laughs> you know it's. <laughs> but uh, I told her I'd call her at nine, her time. It's like cool after that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. I could do it on. I could do it right now. She'll get. Pissed. She'll, be, she'll be really pissed at me. <laughs> I, won't her, I won't put her on screen, man. Unless. <laughs> I just here's a text message from AT and T. Don't miss out. Download the free AT. Get out of here. Okay, let me see what you. <laughs> you probably can you hear this? Yeah. Okay. Hi, baby. Hey, I'm still so on. You got all dressed up. I'm still hey, on with baby. I'm still on with Johnny. Oh. I'm still I'm on. Sorry. No, that's okay. I'm calling but you I to tell you. I it away by saying you got all dressed up. I know. In interview. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm not going to put you, I won't put you on camera, uh, but uh, but I am on with Johnny. They can hear your voice. Okay. Okay. I'm going to wrap it up with Johnny. I love you, and, and I'll be with you here in just a couple minutes. Sorry, we went long, baby. I can see that. That's good. So it must be fun. Just keeping track. It is. Yeah, right. I'm Do having you a... You normally dress, you know, in a nice blue shirt I don't I don't dress for you? In fact, I got nothing on generally when you call me. All right, generally. so That's true. all right, I'll call you in a couple minutes, doll face. All right, love, love you. you, love you, babe. Bye honey. Bye-bye. bye. Yep. I just cut her off. She <laughs> <I> said, Hat, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off, honey. <laughs> yeah, That's so, awesome. um, so. Jackie and I worked together W.I.O.D. back in the day, back in the late 90s, and she was married and I had a girlfriend. It was entirely professional. We knew each other. And then um, as the years went by and things, you know, kind of changed in our lives, uh, we contacted each other again. Guess how? Through Facebook. And we uh, decided, hey, let's let's meet and talk. And we did. And uh, I used to live in Miami, so I knew and, you know, I, I flew down there and. We've been doing this long distance thing now, man, for like two and a half years while she's wrapping up her house and trying to sell 30. She's been in that house for 30 years. And sometimes I'll call her and I go, what? what are you doing? Don't you love me? God damn, sell the house already. No, I, uh, she's all by herself selling this house and she's one of these women, you know the kind. No, she's, she's she's one of these people who will just likes to control it all and doesn't want any help and doesn't want me bugging her. So mm-hmm. I'm flying down there at the first of the month. Um, and we're going to celebrate our birthdays together. And, uh, this is how we live our lives these days, man. You know, on FaceTime. Thank God yeah. for FaceTime. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome, man. Well, awesome. Johnny, I love you, man. Am I wrapping up too soon here? No, it's all good. It's all good. I, I I said to her, sorry, I cut you off. You didn't. How are you texting and still on with Johnny Bean? <laughs> <laughs> people watch outside people are watching me text I should have told her to, to tune in but generally she's yeah. like a lot of girlfriends that, that that one might have she's is it like a work thing yet yeah, no that's the, you just go and do it you know so yeah yeah
1: well hey you me you'll have to come back man
0: i I hope so man this is a lot of fun and i i'll do it i'll position the camera somewhere other than in the glare of radioactive you know, afternoon light. <laughs> God, thank you, Johnny. All the it's best all to you.
1: It's got it's all good, man. Phil good Hendry,
0: channel, man. Keep on rocking with the channel. Everything. Thank you. You're
1: thank welcome, you. man. And and let, let's 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 uh, let's talk more off air. Because, well, like, uh, uh,
0: okay, um, I got to hook up with her right now. But oh uh, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. mean in general.
1: Let's message, mean in, yeah,
0: let's message and, and uh, get it together, man. Set up another time. Yes. And when you're down here, man, let's have some dinner or something.
1: We got to go find that Mexican restaurant, man. Yeah. Do you guys get in down in here
0: much? Do you get down here Uh
1: I, I get down there. I get down to Anaheim for the NAM shows. Okay, yeah. Do you know what that is? Yeah, yeah, guitar. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 I just, that was a wild guess. I had no idea what you were talking about. I just, yeah, guitar? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cool. All right. Thanks, Johnny. You're
1: welcome, man. Phil Hendry. Everybody. Yeah, I'll message you.
0: This is a blast. Good luck with the show, man. It's great. A lot of fun.
1: Thank you so much, man. Thanks
0: thanks for letting me run my mouth. You know. You're welcome. Because there's a lot of hosts will just okay. Yeah, just just calm down, Phil. We have a lot of (laughs) questions. We got to get through. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And Rafita, thank you. thank you very much. My best to Rafita. Thanks for the questions and keeping us on track. And Ned, thank where you. Are you are, Ned? Love and it. Ned, where, where are you at, you man? See, you want to see him real quick? Yeah, hell yeah, I want to see Ned. Hang on, Where's hang on. Where's the boy? Hi, folks, now that Johnny's gone, I'd like to promote a special concert I'll be having. In there the, he is. Uh, hey, Ned, my man. There he hey, is. Hey, Ned, he's, he doesn't look happy, though. Is he okay? <laughs> oh, he's fine. Hi, Nitty. He's Hi, funny. buddy. <laughs> there he is. He's,
1: he's, he's, he's awesome, man. Yeah, he is. He's that awesome. Is he, he actually knew Howie. We got him literally like six months before Howie passed away. So he actually, they actually hung out together and stuff.
0: Uh, Howie, man. That was a sad wow. day, man, when I heard about him going. Yeah. That was a sad day, bro. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the best of Howie. Thank yeah. you, man. Thank you. Yeah. All right.
1: Thank you, everybody, for watching. Phil. I don't, mean, again. I don't
0: mean to end it on a bummer, but you got me thinking about Howie, and I started thinking about it. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for for watching, and um, thank you, Johnny, for having me on. I, I had a blast, man. Thanks for reminding me of some good times.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's everybody sure. check them out, philhendryshow.com.
0: That's the place.
1: There you go. Podcasts,
0: yeah. everything. video, goofy everything. Shit. Yeah, goofy shit, weird shit. Weird scenes inside the gold mine. Yes. Like a doors thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. All right. All right. I'll talk to you soon, man. I'll let you go.
0: Okay, brother. Peace out. All right. Thank you, Rafita. Thanks, Ned. All right. Bye-bye. Don't swallow the canary. See you, man.
1: (laughs) There he goes. Phil Hendry. Thank you, robot. Thank you, everybody. for for watching. And actually, here's a a photo from uh, Santa Barbara when we were hanging out right there. We had dinner back in 2015. Had a great time. So thank you, everybody, for watching. This has been great. Phil, he'll be back. Um, If if you guys haven't, we didn't even... There's so much more to get into with with him and and the stuff he's done. Uh, Just Google him. Google Phil Hendry and, and, uh, and check him out. Thank you so much, channel members, for all your continued support for these shows. And uh, I will see you guys tomorrow, tomorrow night, Saturday night. I think our friend Paco will be here hanging out with us. And uh, what else? Like, share, subscribe if you dig this stuff. And I'll see you on the next show. All right. Johnny Bean, Johnny Bean TV. Good night.